0: Welcome to Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Charde, creator of SLF Entertainment. On this show, I interview talented people as they share their amazing stories. I also share stories of my own, talking about the ups and downs in life and how to stay motivated. You can find me on Instagram at slf underscore entertainment, Facebook slf entertainment, and check out my books on Amazon. So join the community at charactershere.com. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Thank you all for tuning in to Characters Here, episode two. I am very excited because this is the first interview on Characters Here podcast. Woo! Okay, we have Miss Tina Shakia coming up in just a moment. Tina Shakia's interview really inspired the theme of this episode to be about what is something that you always wanted to do Something that you probably said you would do as a kid, teenager, when you were in high school, after you had kids, after you got married, no matter your situation, you said you was going to do this. Next question is, have you done it? Have you taken your children to Disney World? Have you gone on that cruise with your friends? What is something that you said you always wanted to do and you have yet to do it? No, 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 I'm sorry. I do not want to hear any excuses about how you have to work every single day. I don't want to hear any excuses about how you cannot afford it right now. Because you know what? You've been using that same excuse for the last 12 years, okay? We got to stop this right now. So just pause, rewind, and sit down. Because anything is possible. You know you got a check coming on the way, okay? You don't have to spend that whole check, no, you do not. You can put back 10 $20. When it comes to money and doing something that you always wanted to do, but you have to save up for that, you can do it. All you have to do is create another bill. <laughs> as much as you probably don't want to pay your bills, this is going to be one of those bills. So do not make this a cute bill. Make it a bill that's a must. So call it something that you probably don't want to pay, but you still have to pay it. So call it your tax bill. Call it the, what's your name? Your middle name is probably, um, what? Louise. Call it the Louise Tax Bill money, okay? So whatever it is, no matter what it is that you said you will do, I need you to just go ahead and do it. Because what's more better than the amount of money that it'll cost, or the preparation all involved in it, or Whatever the time that it's going to take to get it done is the moment when you do it and you have completed it. There's nothing like that feeling. And then from that, you will have the memories. It's something to say once you've completed something. And if you've completed something that you probably or nobody probably thought you would never do, when you do something, you make those accomplishments, you get heads turning, people really start looking at you a different way. Like, and it's not even about the people that uh, care, don't care, who talk about you. It's not about any of that. It's about how you're going to feel at the end of the day. So I'm going to end it right here. And I'm going to let y'all listen to Miss Tina Shakia. Go to my old blog, charactershere.weebly.com. Read some old interviews that I've done. And you can kind of see the formula that I use for interviewing people end it right here and get on over to the interview thank y'all so much for tuning in again this was your host i forgot to say my name in the beginning this is sharday (laughs) and if you didn't listen to episode one it's because you weren't paying attention so if you haven't listened to episode one you are missing out on who i am so i'll talk to y'all again in the next episode go ahead and enjoy bye she currently resides in california Representing Clark Atlanta University with Mass Media Arts and Communications under her belt, focusing on film, TV, and radio production. A visual creator in the entertainment world and the very first guest on Characters Here, 26 years young, Tina Shakia. Welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So let's jump right into this interview. So take us to the beginning. What was your childhood like? My childhood was active. Um, I was very much into a lot. Grew up in not in the Bayview Punters Point area of San Francisco, which was um, really a, like a popping area, I guess you could say. But I was really active. I was a cheerleader, a dancer. Um, A actress, a soccer player, a track runner, um, basketball. I just did a lot, so I was just kind of like all over the place. Um, Grew up, I was a baby of six, three older brothers and two older sisters, and (laughs) yeah, pretty big. Big. Let me not say that, but yeah, pretty big. But we're all pretty much like into the whole entertainment aspect of it, so I think that's where. I kind of like just grasped onto like the family family thing and just was like, yeah, let me do music too. Cause my mom sang, my brother did music, my daddy sang. So it was kind of like, okay, I gotta do something in this. What led you to create College Boyfriends? College Boyfriends, it was actually just something that me and my brother Dante kind of just popped up on because we took a producing class for our senior year. And in order to graduate, we had to do a. Um, reality show for our class, and we used to just be in the lab all day and just throw ideas for shorts around. And back in 2013, college—not college, but um, VH1 and MTV and all these like reality shows were just really popping. But they were all focusing so heavily on women and their perspectives in um, just different you know life situations and. When we first started the show, we were like, let's do college girlfriends. You know, I mean, they got basketball wives and this, let's do college girlfriends. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? No, let's do boyfriends. And it was like, nothing was like that on TV, like from a guy's perspective. So I was like, it'll be something different and it'll be comedic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mind mm-hmm. you, Kevin Hart, um, he did the whole little husbands of um Hollywood thing after. Right? <laughs> yeah. I college boyfriend thing. And I was just like, Is this crazy. Get your money, honey, but (laughs) But yeah, so we just really did it for a class project, and we were only supposed to do one episode, but I'm kind of like an overachiever when it comes to things like this, so I was like, no, Mm -hmm. let's do a full season. I just have to tell you really quickly, because I started out watching College Boyfriends from season one, and Mm -hmm. I was immediately hooked because it was so different from what I was used to. Like you said, we're getting all the females' point of view, but not the males' point of view. Right. And then once y'all got into like season two and it's season three, I'm gonna tell you one thing: that theme <laughs> song was everything to me. <laughs> I love the theme cool. song. Right. and you know what? My, my production manager, Brittany, she actually her and another college friend wrote it for me, and one of my other yeah. college friends sang it. So I was like, look at all this, you know, seeing you creativity coming together as one and just making all this yeah. good. <laughs> Yes, come together, teamwork, make like the dream work. So, exactly. why did you choose uh, YouTube as a platform for the series? Um, one honestly because I think that was the easiest access for me to get to at the point. And like I said, when I first started this show, I didn't anticipate it being what it is today. Honestly, um, I knew I wanted to do a full season. And everything like that. But I didn't think people were going to gravitate to it as they did. But YouTube, I knew it was popping as far as just like, you know, independent projects and just, you know, just to get your name out there. So I just put it out there just to instantly push something. And I had already had my channel popping with my um, other projects and everything. So I just put it there. As I got, you know, old, not older, as I got continuing with the show, I did think about changing the platform that I use as far as um, showcasing it. But my following grew so great on YouTube that I kept it going. And now that I'm where I'm at, YouTube is a a great place for independent or student or whatever filmmakers just to start off at because you get such a quick following if your product is there. You get such a good fan base from YouTube because there's so many viewers out there that can just instantly get your video, you know? Were you able to connect with anyone else who who was doing like a web series on YouTube? Yeah, I actually did. I've made um a few friends in the film world just from just doing YouTube series. Um, I made some connections with the people who do um close friends, which is another web series about love stories and college students. They are from Florida though. Um, I forgot what part of Florida, but I met them. We got to collab on some college touring situation. We did some um like little tours. They came to the college to our college and. Um, showed their series and vice versa. And then a lot of other influencers influencers on um YouTube. Like we connect to a lot of people there. Just trying to collab, you know what I mean? Once you collab with other people who have such a great following and then you collab with them it's like you basically just sharing fans, which is better for both of you guys, you know? Support. <laughs> right, right. That's and it. so you also you started in the series as well. Was that something that you wanted to do in the beginning or it just happened? Um both, because when I first came up with the idea, I don't think I put myself in it, but we were missing one girlfriend. And at my first season, I didn't audition or anything. I just grabbed a whole bunch of my friends that I knew, act or something. I was just like, hey, you're in my web series, you're in my web series. And they were just like, okay, cool. And we came. <laughs> to, when we had our first production meeting, we came to the class and we put um, names in a hat and we were like, okay, we're uneven. Tina, okay, I'll be a girlfriend too. And I just threw myself in there. Which was fine with me because I am an actress too, so that was perfectly okay. But um going further, I think I may have um preferred maybe to choose either or just because of what I had to juggle with the show. But that just comes Mm -hmm. with the territory. So Okay. So you had to wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Did it become stressful at times? It did. Um, honestly, this this series is my child, so like it's become so stressful that I've cried multiple times over it, over it not getting done how I wanted it, or it not coming out when it was supposed to come out, or it not, you know, uploading to YouTube at eight o'clock on Wednesday when the shows wasn't air, you know what I mean? It just broke me Mm -hmm. down sometimes to have to tell Twitter like, Hey, college boyfriends won't come on tonight, they'll come on tomorrow. (laughs) It's just like damn. Okay. I understand because I remember <laughs> seeing stuff like that. Like I- I'm gonna tell you, I'm a like huge fan. Okay, <laughs> and I, like I really that. am excited about like having you on here because I would be like, okay, Wednesday, college boyfriends is coming on, and then yeah. I'll see that tweet and I'll be like, no. <laughs> so I was yeah, feeling you should, your pain. Did <laughs> you see how many like people like will be in my inbox and my messages like, y'all disrespectful? Like, okay, I know. Okay, I know. <laughs> You know, I be understanding why they're mad and they're disappointed, which is a good and a bad thing at the same time. You know what I mean? But it's just it's best anyway, because it's just like telling you that you have supportive people that really want to see what you got. You know, they want to see. Yeah. And it keeps you on your toes, too. Exactly. So you were also singing in the series. Girl, you got vocals and you were showing like your songwriting abilities. Like what made you want to put that out there, too? Um. Well, honestly, singing was my first um dream. Actually, when I was growing up, I definitely wanted to be a singer. But um, I started to blend aspirations together as I got older, and mm-hmm. my character was pretty much a part of me. <laughs> a lot of the characters were really just me in different aspects of my life. So, because I played um played off of Adrian's character so well we were like, well, you know what? Let's try to showcase every talent that each character has. You know what I mean? So we did Adrian because he writes mm-hmm. and he raps, and we did me because I sing and I write, um, and progress throughout the seasons about, like, who has talent, which is why, if you see in season three, we had Stevie Ola, who is a phenomenal singer and um, songwriter, and we tried to make it a point to, you know, highlight him doing some type of musical um, thing within certain episodes, as well as... Um, Loy in season three. Jabari, he's a dancer. So his character actually, if we um go back to season three, his character actually was supposed to be this um, well-known um, choreographer. And we were supposed to have scenes where he was like in dance classes and teaching dance class with Sierra and, um, and Naomi and everything like that. We just weren't able to actually get those done. But yeah, okay. so it was all really just about showcasing everyone's talent so that being on college boyfriends wasn't just for face. It was really trying to, you know, progress every character, every actor in a different way, not just in one level, you know? I like having that background story. Cause I didn't know that. So now I know. <laughs> so what have you learned about yourself? Like putting your talents out there? Have you grown from it? Like what's been the feedback? Definitely. Um, like I said, I've gotten great and some negative feedback with being in any type of entertainment where you're putting your art towards the world. It's really putting your your personal life out there, you know what I mean? Because with no matter what kind of art a person is doing, it's some type of personal thing that they're dealing with. And it's it's a nervous thing to do, you know what I mean? So putting myself out there, it... it Made me gain tougher skin because I think at first when I would get that one bad comment, it would be like, "Uh, uh." But then as I got old, I mean, as I progressed, it was like, thank you. You know what I mean? I appreciate you giving me that bad comment because now I know what I want to work on. Or now I know, okay, well, you like that, or but he doesn't like that. So at the end of the day, some people are going to like your work and some people are not going to like your work. You could be the best work of all. But you're going to have that 1% of people or 10% of people who don't like it, and that's okay because everything that's your art isn't meant for people or meant for everybody, you know? And that's all right, and that's what I think I've learned about myself is just being okay with with not everybody understanding the truth or your truth right. That's good. I like that. So I always hear successful people say that you have to pick one thing just to make it. So, what has been your biggest challenge with that? Do you find yourself juggling or fighting between doing one thing over the other all the time? um like I said because i'm um I'm really passionate about just all aspects of entertainment as far as filmmaking, being a director, writer and a um a producer you know I me mean? singing acting all of those things they're intertwined <laughs> with each other, but at the same time they have so many different separate entities and Throughout my whole matriculation of college, people have always asked me, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to be an actress or do you want to be a director? Do you want to be a director or do you want to be a writer? And I've always said, why do I have to choose? Why do I have to choose? I can do it all. Yes. <laughs> and Which is why, you know, like I went on doing all of my projects. If you ever see any project that um, I have on YouTube where I've done, I've worn so many hats with that project. I've wrote it, directed edited um, cast You know what I mean? I just did everything myself. And I started to get accustomed to wearing all these But as I progressed again, and even where I'm at now, I know why people were asking me those questions. What do you want to do? What, What are you most passionate about? You know what I mean? Because you have to know how to focus on one aspect of this so that you can build your strength in that part of it. You know what I mean? If you focus on so many things at one time, you're not really going to be great at it. Because you're limiting how much um, attention, how much effort you are putting into this thing because you have to worry about doing this too. So, now I think where I'm at in life, I, I'm learning how to balance, I guess, what I want to do and learning that I need to actually focus on one thing, but... Back in the day, you couldn't tell me nothing. Yes, I would direct and edit and be in this <laughs> be in this project <laughs> and cry because nobody wants to help me. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm not asking nobody for help, too. That's, like, something that's a common thing with me, too. It's always trying to pick that one thing. So it's like, "Sharda, what do you want to do? Do you want to write or do you want to interview people? Like, pick one. I'm just like, no, I can do everything. I promise I can, but, right. yeah, you're right. <laughs> exactly. And see, the thing is, you can do everything. And that's what I want people to understand. You can do it all. You just have to know how to do it all. You know what I mean? Like like I was saying, you just have to know. If you want to be a writer and a director, okay, get strong in writing and become a mm-hmm. besto writer and then go to directing. You know what I mean? So that way you can just be proficient in every aspect and somebody i was working at a gym and they were telling me that like yeah you know well think about it as you know working out if you want a full body workout you want to get your your arms tough and your, your stomach flat and everything like that you're not gonna go to the um to the gym and be doing squats lifting weights and doing sit-ups all at the same time i say no <laughs> she was like okay then so why would you do that with with, with your passion. I said, say, yeah, okay, you're right. You <laughs> so I think about that now and I try. <laughs> right, I was like, I never thought about that was that. some good <laughs> advice. I like that one. <laughs> so, in the future, will you make another series? Yeah, actually, um, I'm actually working on something right now. I wouldn't say that's like boyfriends, but you know, it has that that sense of um of I don't even know what to call it, but yes. <laughs> will it be on YouTube? <laughs> That part I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm working with Dante, who is my producer for *Cause Boyfriends*. Um, right now about just different platforms because of the success that we got so far off of YouTube, we want to continue that growth. Mm-hmm. However, we do want to um produce it and package it so that it won't just be limited to online um viewership. You know, it can get actually pitched to networks and everything like that. And when that comes into the plot, certain things has to be different. So. We'll see when we cross that bridge, but I'll let you know. (laughs) Yes, please let me know. (laughs) So, for those that are listening, like I created this this whole podcast series just for like people to get inspired. So, for those that are listening and would like to either create a web series or sing and write songs, what advice could you give them on how to get started? First, I would say just do it. I know sometimes it sounds cliche, but Really just going out and just saying, okay, I want to write a story or I want to shoot this scene for a story. Just do it and no matter how like messed up and you may think it might come out because once you get it done, you know how to make it better. You know what I mean? You're going to learn and you're going to progress your failures mm-hmm. and through your obstacles and I think that's what's most important a lot of people don't do things because they're either scared or they're thinking like well I don't have help but I don't have this but in reality you don't really need much especially nowadays like I did college boyfriend season one with nothing no money no nothing like literally a single hand DSLR <laughs> you know what I mean and now when the creator, with the creator with the filmmaker eye that I have now I look at season one and I'm just like ugh, like why do people like this like look what it looks like but at the same time back then I didn't care because that looked amazing to me back then you know (laughs) and everybody loved it but I think because I put passion behind it you know what I mean you have to literally like let your passion shine through your work and even if it's not the best of quality at the time it shows that you are passionate and dedicated to it so you know where it could could go you know right so I loved it I definitely think it's just all a matter of just being passionate. Yes, passion comes first. Is there a quote that you live by, or a book that you've read, or a person in your life that keep keeps you going? Yes, um, I actually live by the quote. It goes, "Um, it's only dreaming if you sleep on it." Now, when I first heard this quote, I was in my speech class, and my friend, um, was giving his speech about music. I think actually, because he's a rapper, and he was like yeah 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 something something but let y'all know it's only dreaming if you sleep on it and i was yes. like damn that's deep right because <laughs> you have to really think about it like if you're gonna sleep on it, your dreams, you can't sleep on your dreams. you say I want to I dream to be this I dream to be that okay dreaming happens when your eyes are closed and you're not moving and that's the only way you know what I mean if you wake up and live your dreams, that's a whole different story like if you sleep on yourself you're gonna be dreaming asleep for the rest of your life I think that's my like life model. And, of course, my uh, my CAU motto, the whole um, find a way and make one, ever since I've graduated from college, I swear I live by that quote because it's so true. Like, in this life, like, it's a constant grind, constant hustle. It's like, if you don't have a way, it's you've got to find one. And if you can't find one, you got to make one. Exactly. I think that's a quote everybody should live by, find a way or make one. It's like, it's some way shape or form you can do what you need to do or want to do. Yeah, I need to um, frame that, actually. (laughs) Are you working on anything new other than the uh, similar College Boyfriend series? (laughs) I am. um, I'm working on a series of shorts right now, which are a compilation of diary entries that I wrote while I was staying in Los Angeles a few months ago. And I'm calling it my visual diary just because it was just you know a whole bunch of different diary entries, and I just turned them into scripts. And surprise, surprise, but well, we actually are working on a college boyfriends movie. What? And oh, I'm sorry. That's all I have for that right now. So that's in the works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's in the works, but we haven't um uh, we haven't really broadcasted too much. <laughs> we are still getting all our eggs and ducks in a row, so. So I have some fun, random questions for you. So when you're ready, let me know. I'm ready. What is your favorite song of all times? Uh, okay, so my favorite song... My favorites change frequently because I I just like new stuff. <laughs> but I would definitely say um, Whitney Houston. <laughs> Whitney Houston, Um. I Will Always Love You and... Mary J. Blige's version of I'm Going Down that was like the first song I've ever sang in front of somebody and I was like in the third grade singing I'm Going Down like I knew what heart <laughs> heartbreak meant like I didn't know what that felt like okay I that all song. I think about is that episode of uh, Sister Sister when Tamara was singing I'm Going Down I was like oh, <laughs> <It's a> Sister Sister <laughs> Yeah, that song is everything. Girl, didn't know uh, nothing <laughs> about heartbreak, but she up here saying Yes, like that video though. Mary, Man. she did that video. That was everything. So what was your first word as a baby? Do you remember or do you know? You know what? I don't know. And I read the um thing and I was going to ask my mom, but I forgot. <laughs> it was probably ice cream though, no, something like that. Describe your ideal date. My. My ideal date would probably be something different, something really extravagant, like pick me up and take me on a helicopter ride across the country or something, just randomly. But just something, just really simple. I'm really simple. I'm active, too, so I really love to just go grab a burrito and then go, like, mountain climbing or hiking or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just explore. What's outside? What's explore. going on? <laughs> exactly. Don't just take me to the movies and dinner and take me home. Like, that's, that's a high school date. Yeah, that gets old, like, quick. <laughs> hmm What's your favorite restaurant? Um, my favorite restaurant? Honestly, I don't have a favorite restaurant, but one that I go to frequently, it depends on where I'm at. If I'm in San Francisco, if I'm in California, I'm going to this little Asian restaurant. I love Asian food, so those are, like, my go-tos. Um... It's this little hut little Asian restaurant in San Francisco called um Pekin, Pekin Walk, I think. It's not too far from my house, but their shrimp fried rice gives me so much life. And then if I'm in if I'm down in Atlanta, I love it's not even a restaurant, but I love this place called um Fresh to Order. It's amazing and it's healthy and it tastes fresh as they say in their name. Wow, that's actually, like, because uh, usually when a restaurant says the food is fresh, it's usually, like, you got this out the freezer fresh. <laughs> right. No, this place is, like, really, really nice. And it's um, it's not too expensive. It's, it's a little pricey, but it's not too crazy expensive. And it's quiet. I used to go there before work just to work on my computer and have a nice little outlet by my table and have a nice little salmon um BLT or something. And mm. be straight. That sounds really good. I'm, like, hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> For real. If you could meet anyone, who would it be? If I, could, if I could have met anybody, it definitely would have been Michael Jackson. That's, like, my uncle. And if I could meet anybody now that's, like, still around, <laughs> it would be Issa Rae and Jasmine Sullivan. Yes. Okay, first off, Issa with Aqua Black Girl. And then the interview, which is coming very soon, but then Jasmine Sullivan with the vocals, yes, she is the queen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get that yes, out. Yes, <laughs> I love her. God, like, oh, every since I like got introduced to her, I've just like been obsessed. If you could be any character from a show, cartoon, movie, book, anything, what character would you be and why? If I had to be a cartoon, I probably would be Tommy from the Rugrats, just the girl version. So I guess Kimmy, just because he was so much fun. He didn't, he was never scared. He was just like, yeah, let's go have fun and adventures and just everything. So Tommy Pickles was an OG for real. <laughs> you yeah, know, Tommy Pickles was the, the man, <laughs> the baby. And how can people reach you? You can hit me up on Instagram at it's Tina Shakia, I T S T I N A S H A K I Y A H. Follow me on YouTube. You can just type my name in and follow my personal page and then follow College Boyfriends and on Facebook. Everything is Tina Shakia. So just Google Tina Shakia and all the Instagrams, the Snapchat, Tina Shakia, Twitter, Tina Shakia, everything. So, well, this concludes the interview with Tina Shakia. I was really, really excited to have you as the first guest on my podcast, Characters Here. Well, thank you for having me. All her information will be included with everything up on the website. And then I would just like to say thank you personally to you, Tina, because this is, like, a really, like, part of my dream. So, thank you so much for allowing me to interview you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, sweetie. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and invite your friends to listen as well. For more information on today's episode, head on over to charactershere.com and follow me on Twitter at Characters Here. Don't forget to check out my books on Amazon. Until next time, don't be a stranger. Be a character. Be a character.